Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. you were talking about in a message about standing in line and I think you were not completely honest you you really did not tell them how horrible of a person you I are think I was pretty in trans- standing in line I and was being pretty patient, transparent not transparent enough I, I think um, <laughs> I think what you're referring to is when I was talking about um, the Egyptians after the 10th plague the mm-hmm. they were like Telling the Israelites, you've got to get out of here because if you wait any longer, we're going to die. (laughs) And I think my connection there was, um, I don't think they were, you know, being overly dramatic. Now, sometimes we are over overly dramatic with that phrase. You specifically are the king of being over dramatic. I think people about waiting in line. I think people in general are over dramatic with that phrase. I'm going to die if I have to do this. Our society is definitely. Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I have to wait in this line one more minute. Well, what I'm what I was saying is I I don't think the Egyptians were being overly dramatic. They were like, if you stay here another second, we are going to die. And my point was, (laughs) you. I feel like I'm going to die sometimes when I have to wait in line. You don't think I was being transparent enough? Well, the one, the line waiting in, you said Pahuska. It's Pahuska or Pahuska. I heard if you're from Oklahoma, you call it Pahuska. Wait a minute, I said it wrong? Apparently. I mean, we could call up the pioneer woman and ask her, but do you have her on speed dial? Yeah. Hold on a second. (laughs) Call her up right now. Hey, special guest today uh, on the under the hood. We should ask her. Do you want to be on our podcast? I don't even know who she is. Her name is D uh, D or Dree Drummond. Re. Re. I was going to say Dree. Dree Drummond. Thank you. Re. Thank you, Abby. Hey, Abby. I still have no idea who she is. Re Drummond. She actually, she started like this blog and she's a farmer's wife and she. Is she the one that cooks with butter all the time? No, 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 no. That's a different one. Who's that? That's Paula Dean. That's Paula Dean. But, okay. but Re has red hair. She lives out on this huge farm. Her husband's a cattle farmer and a Abby small Abby just town. showed me a picture. And, and, and nope, still don't know her. Oh, (laughs) come on. She has a, she started with a blog. She became really famous and then she got this TV show and she's kind of down to earth and her kids helped record and video everything during COVID. And she lets people even come into her little kitchen that they record. If you go visit the restaurant, there's a couple times a week it's open, which of course we didn't do that because I felt like the show from that same building. No, from her little farmhouse. She's got two buildings. She's got like her home. And then I think she calls it the ranch is where she records from. Um, okay. Well, okay. I, that, Which we could go I'm going to take your word for it. But those No, are, we should do an on location. Like no, check it oh, out. Do I have to wait in line? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So all of this is, we're talking about this because. Um, we did choose my, a pretty hot in data. In that sermon illustration about talking about. You know, using that phrase, I'm going to die. I just kind of made a, I was trying to make a little funny joke in my sermon about how you asked me to go to 
Pahuska, 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 however you call it, because you want to go to lunch. And I'm like, it was our day off. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, now, that whole day was memorable for a lot of reasons. I couldn't give you all the details before we got there. Well, okay, so. No. Because the other detail was after you waited in the super long line. It was well over 100 degrees was, that day. Yeah. Then I knew this, but I did not tell him that they don't have free refills on soda. <laughs> Okay. I purposely was like, I cannot tell him. This I didn't ahead realize of time. you knew that ahead of time. Oh yeah, I knew. How 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 long have we known each other? <laughs> I, because you knew I this would knew be a problem. You would eliminate that restaurant from. This is true. If I'd have known before we left Arkansas, <laughs> it wouldn't happen. That they did not have free refills on diet coke. So look, can I just paint the picture for you? So we get there, and it is well over hundred degrees. There is no shade, and we're lined up along the side of this building. I think they were letting you use umbrellas. They for were. Shade. Let me just tell you something, folks. If you're waiting in line and the owners of the establishment you're waiting in line to go in are bringing you umbrellas for personal shade, you have no business being out there. I'm just going to say it. I, I don't do the heat real well. So I'm staying in line. And then I get to an hour and 20, hour and 20 minutes. I was ready to go. I, I think, Kirsten, you would probably say that when I'm standing in line for too long and it's hot and it's miserable, um, my attitude gets better. <laughs> if Joe has beads of sweat on his brow, oh, it's on my should, whole head. I have he no hair. He should be up there. avoided at all costs. <laughs> oh, this means putting up Christmas tree lights. This means cleaning out the garage. This means anything that he would happen to have any kind of sweat on his head. So you're saying you I do get... not want to be around well, Joe? Yes, because I'm about to die. That's the <laughs> that's the whole thing. Work. No, work. not work doesn't bother me, but it, if it makes sense in my head for what I'm doing, I was going to say it was very hot. Oh, it was it not was humid. Pleasant. We're talking middle of the summer, Oklahoma, hot, humid, and we we wait out there for well over an hour. We finally get to move inside where it's air conditioned. I was feeling a little better, mm-hmm. and by and and I and I'll, I'll admit it. Um, I'm cranky. I am crabby. I don't want to be there. I'm ready to go home, and I'm saying things like. This better be the very best food I've ever had in my entire You're like, life. like, I can't wait to not, have a Diet Coke. I mean, I, and so we sit down at the table. <laughs> we finally get to our table, and I'm I'm not in it. I'm not in my happy place. And I was. I'll I'll be honest. I was I was a little nervous because I was like, oh dear, he's about to find out that he's only going to be so, able to get like a bottle of Diet I, Coke. I love Diet Coke, and when I when I sit down and have a meal at a restaurant, I enjoy. Having free refills on the Diet Coke. And and so not only she that, comes, you will only allow us to go to a restaurant no, based on, on if they give free refills of Diet Coke. Because if you walk into an establishment and they're serving Pepsi, you're like, we're out. No, no, that's yeah. not true. If they have Diet Mountain Dew, I'm okay. Mm. Now, listen, there have been listen. times you look around and you're like, Guys, we got to get out of here. There's no free refills and they got Pepsi over there. We got to get out of here. I like Pepsi. It's just not my preferred. Has your family ever left an establishment because they didn't have free refills? Well, hasn't everybody? I mean, that, isn't that, I mean, hasn't. Abby's got no, her head no. shaking. She's like, no way. Our family has never left for that reason. So we sit down at the table and our waitress comes over and she's like, can I get you guys something to drink? And, and, uh, and I said, yes, I, I need, uh, I need a big old diet Coke. 
And she informs me that they only serve pop in glass bottles. And <laughs> that you makes have it to, cool. And you have to buy them one at a time. <laughs> and I'm like, come again. <laughs> what? What? And I was ready to pull out and just say, hey, we're, we're hey, nice store. We're going to be. No and, way. And I said, They have what? Blackberry lemonade. And they were like, That's they were amazing. Like, and I'm trying to remember. I remember them being like $3.50 a bottle. And I'm like. And they were only like eight or 12 ounces. I mean, to me, that's like... I'm looking that up. I don't think that they charged that much. It was. And I was so irritated because I was all hot and sweaty. I'd already stood in line for over an hour. We finally get to our seat. The place is packed. And that information, literally, I felt like I was going to die at that minute. I thought, no way. (laughs) But I sucked it up. I sucked it up like a good soldier. And she brought me my teeny little bottle of Diet Coke. One swig was kind of gone, kind of Diet Coke. That's And she brought me another one. Here's the deal. What? That, I believe we went when it had first opened, so the line was extreme. And now it's settled down a little bit. I There is still quite a bit of a wait, because I've been back several times since then. But that day was extreme, and you didn't die. You you made it. No, I did. I, <laughs> I did make it. I, I did make it. I, and you're here to talk about it. Yes. But, you know, uh, you told a story on me. I'll tell a story on you on our way over there. Um, <laughs> the second we left Arkansas and we crossed in Oklahoma, it didn't feel like we were going the right way. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure where Pahuska was or Pahuska. Pahuska. I just I knew the general air, direction. And, and Kirsten's like, I'm just going to type into my GPS. No big deal. This shows you how dependent we get on our GPSs this day. So we're cruising along. And, I, and I'm and i going, is this, and I, I told her, I said, is this not, is this not the highway? Aren't we on, supposed to be on the highway? And she and Kirsten's like, no, I'm just going on the way, the GPS. We're following the GPS. And, and we were near the highway, but we weren't on the highway. And I, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we not on the highway? And then the GPS has me turn down this gravel road, okay? <laughs> if your GPS takes you down a gravel road, you know something has gone wrong. It, it so is the so indicator. So we're, we're driving down this wrong. gravel road, and I and there's not a soul in sight. So I pull off to the side of the road. I happen to pull off right next to a group of cows yep. right along the road. And I said, we need to double check this. And then right when I said that, you just started laughing your head off. And I'm like, what's the matter? She goes, I didn't realize this on the GPS. When I searched it, I told it, keep me off the highways. <laughs> keep you off the highways. Avoid highways. You avoid know highways. You know, avoid tolls. Avoid, avoid, avoid highways, highways and tolls. That's what that's what the setting was. I accidentally had that on. It was an accident. And I, I was confused, too. I was <laughs> like, why are we so going imagine, this way? We're in Oklahoma. We're nowhere. We're, we're, it felt like the middle of nowhere. We're on a gravel road and there's a bunch of cows. And he's like, where are we going feet, to lunch? 10 feet from our car. <laughs> and I'm like, so the day didn't even, the, the trip didn't even get off started yet. Now it, it was a good laugh and it was the last laugh we were going to have. You, yeah. I think it's what led to in more extreme grumpiness <laughs> on your end. I had, never a gr- I had a great time. I'm, I'm never grumpy. I'm ready to go back. All right. So anyway, the moral of this story is... Um, well, I was going to say, you standing in line, you don't have a whole lot of patience I, because I we go I to a struggle. coffee shop often and you are about to die in One that bit, line correction. too. I don't go to... Well, I go with you, but I don't drink that stuff. That's not coffee. You don't drink coffee. This is true. I hate coffee. I, full confession. I do not like coffee. I've never been able to acquire the taste for coffee and it doesn't matter what you mix into it. I just can't, I just can't do it. So my favorite coffee shop in this area 
and they're expanding seven brew coffee. And they asked one time, what do you want? I ordered my drink and then they're like, Hey there boss, what would you like? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, you're and laughing the kid because was like they do years call old. him boss. I don't know what it is. If, and if he 20- said, believe me, you don't have anything here that I want. And they're like, well, what do you drink? And he said, Diet Coke. Oh, no, we don't serve that. We can make you an Italian soda. I'm like, no, it's just stop. <laughs> just stop. Don't it's, even try. No, no, no. I do struggle when somebody who's like a teenager, early 20s, like says, and I know it's that generation. It doesn't like, but like, what's up, Hoss? What's up, boss? What's up? I'm like, no, 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 no. That, sir, it's there. I don't even want sir. I just like, how's it going? I think that's, that's perfect enough. You don't want sir? No, nah, I don't really care about that. Well, I mean, how would you, what would be respectful? Because I think that's his way of being youthful, but yet still trying no, to be respectful. No, and I understand that. I get that generation. It's it's very casual. I get it. I don't know. Just feel, it, I'm just saying, I'm not making a yo, point. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pull up to the window. Well, the music's blaring, so I can't, I am getting old. That's what it is. That's I it. am turning into an old, old grumpy, grumpy man. man. That oh. is what it is. Because I, I, I am turning into one of those guys because I have reached that point in life. You're you're Weezer. I'm, I need to start calling no, you Weezer. No, I'm, I'm midlife. I, all the men who are midlife. I've just been understand. in a bad mood the last 15 years. <laughs> That's you. No, I'm not. So I pull up to the window and the music's blaring. I can't even hear. And that does annoy me. I, that does. And then the kid hangs out the window. What's up, boss? What's up, co- Hey. What's up, hoss? How- Yo, yo, what's up? And I'm like, uh, hmm. And, and so, and I've already waited in line 20 minutes to get up to the window. It feels that way. It's not, really, but, but then I don't know. I'm just getting older. I, I think yep. that that bothers me. And, and because um, even places like Chick-fil-A or anything else, you just can't handle a line period. Oh, I'm okay. Well, listen, I feel like since we have some editing power over this podcast and not all of this has to go out, but I will say this, I don't want to buy the wrong impression of me. It's not like I can't wait in line. It's not like I'm not patient, but, but yeah, I do think you're a patient person in general, yeah. but not when you have to wait and definitely not in the heat. I do. I do struggle with that. But, um, I just realized that when I go to places like Chick-fil-A and I go to seven brew and I go to Pahuska, 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 um, I just realized that, um, I need to tap into all nine fruits of the spirit to get through that experience. Well, now that you have uh, sat through and waited through that whole fourteen-minute conversation <laughs> about standing in line in Pahuska, <laughs> and now you've now that Pahuska. you've made it this far, um, let's talk about waiting. Let's talk about preparation. You know that I think about this Christmas season that we have just entered into, mm-hmm. and um, and I told the church over the weekend that uh, the waiting and preparation that we go through, um, getting ready for the big day. You know, I think there's some similarities. At least it makes me think about all the waiting and preparation people went through back in Bible times as they waited for the Messiah. And there's something really strong in me uh, with this whole new Christmas series that I'm in. We're, as as many of you know, we're taking a break from our rescued series, just like we did last year with our origin series through Genesis. Same thing with Exodus. We're taking a break through the holidays to to really focus in on the birth narrative of Christ in the, the Bible. The cast of Christmas. The cast of Christmas is what we're calling it. And, um, and as I have gotten into this series and I've been studying and really ironing out the direction that 
that I'm taking the series, um, it just really hit me very strongly, this concept of preparation and waiting. And it is kind of funny that I've been talking about waiting in line. We had that conversation, but really... The people in the Bible waited a long time, mm-hmm. and we looked at, just this past weekend, um, the prophecy from Micah 5.2, where it names the the Savior would become from Bethlehem. His origins would be of old. He'd be ancient. And um, it just it just really, um, it's strong in me. You know, it's very strong in me. And I, I'm sure that it will come out more in this series, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm very excited about it, and I'm excited about this whole Christmas season, actually. The cast of Christmas, we're going to be talking about prophets and angels and shepherds and the Magi and us. Yes, we are even a part of that cast. And you know what's really interesting about this Christmas is that Christmas falls on a Sunday. Did yeah. you did you know that? Well, of course, I, I know I you know that. know that. I guess more I was asking our audience. Did you know <laughs> that? Did you know that uh, Christmas, and not only that, but New Year's falls on a Sunday as well. And that kind of creates an interesting thing within the church for, for pastors. Um, back when I was a kid, never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would not be going to church on Christmas Day. If, if Christmas fell on a Sunday, mm-hmm. well, we're going. Yeah. But there was this trend that started, uh, oh, and maybe a decade ago, I'm not sure, where a lot of churches were not meeting. If, if Sunday was on a Christmas, they just wouldn't meet at all. And so, so Kirsten, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And it's it's relevant. I mean, here we are. We have church, we have Christmas on a Sunday. Yeah. People are going to want to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, what, would you, what would you say to somebody who said, is it even okay to not have church on a Sunday if it falls on Christmas? What, what do you say to those churches that have decided to cancel their services on Christmas Day? Well, I think they're giving people another option. You know, I think they're not just saying we're not having church. They're having church on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, well, let's assume they're... But if they're just canceling it yeah, just because they're it's not on having Christmas, alternate. Yeah. I mean, this this world's different now. I think with online church, everybody thinks, oh, I can just stay at home in my jammies and watch church online and... Um, and they think that's okay. I, I personally don't love it. I don't love the idea of just canceling because it's a man-made holiday. Um, we don't know for sure when the exact day Jesus was born and to celebrate his birthday and to say, oh, well, I can't go to church because I'm celebrating you know, Jesus's birth. But I, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I get some of the churches have said, oh, well, we can't do, you know, what we usually do if, you know, half the people are going to be gone because we don't have any volunteers and this and that. But that's not why we go to church. So I struggle with it a little bit. I mean, we are having a service on uh, Sunday, December 25th, but we're only having one. We usually have three. Um, but for basically the same reason. Because there's we we know that most people will choose to come to one of our services on that Friday or Saturday, and uh, so I I don't know I think some people some churches have canceled for a lot less than it's Christmas, and that I do struggle with even more. Um, so I don't know what are what are you, are you shocked by my thoughts here? <laughs> I don't know if I've, I don't think I'm ever shocked by you anymore. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, I, no, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think I would answer that question this way. 
first of all, no, I don't feel right about not having church just because it's Christmas Day. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't, I, there's something down deep inside of me that, like, what better day to gather together right. and worship the Lord? And it really comes back to me as like, why do we even have church? What is the purpose of it? Um, what would ever get in the way of that? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I remember the first time I ever heard a church doing this, I was shocked by it. What, of, of all the days that you would not have church, why that? And it was, it was a mega church and, um, and their reasoning for it. Well, though there's, I'm not, I know that I'm not in any of the meetings. So first of all, let me just disclaimer. What they put out there for us to read was off-putting. Well, I think it was off-putting for a lot of people because it was like, Hey, enjoy Christmas with your families and we're Don't not going to meet. Church. Yeah. And it was like, what? <laughs> what? And I think there, you know, um, and there's a lot of churches that I, I could be referring to a whole lot of different churches. I don't want you to think I'm referring to one specifically. Well, more but, and more, it's definitely a lot more. I mean, you hear about it well, more and more. Well, the first time I heard of a church doing that, I was very offended. Um, yeah. And now without having any context and in full defense of, and there, I could point to a whole lot of churches that have done this. So I don't want you to think of any specific, I don't try to figure out what church I'm referring to. I'm just, it could have been a number of them, but the first time I ever heard of a church doing this, I was a little bit offended going, what do you mean you're going to cancel your service? Why? We're talking about the birth of our savior. What a more, is there a more appropriate day to have church? And the reasoning they put out felt superficial. Yeah. Um, it was like it, the way it felt was, listen, most of you won't be here anyway. Right. So let's just, cancel it. That's, and I could be misreading it, but there has been a trend over the last decade that, um, when holidays come up, um, churches are choosing not to meet. And, um, I understand, you know, I just look at even the size of our church. I mean, we're a church that's, you know, we got about a thousand people here every weekend and it takes a lot of volunteers. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of volunteers to make an average weekend go the way that we always dream and vision it going. And so the but thought of But if you go back the, to Acts and why we how the church began and what the church yeah. was, then I think that just to me I always go is God's heart a little broken because we've decided to say that we can't have church because we don't have enough people to hold the microphone or to run the microphones or to hold babies and all this other stuff. Well, and that's what a lot of churches are saying now. It's like, "Hey, we don't have the volunteers mm-hmm. to pull off a service." On holidays like this, so you guys, like I recently heard of a church that on Labor Day, Mm -hmm. or or when uh, recently when uh, Labor Day was near a a Sunday, and they said, "Hey, you guys, Labor Day weekend, Labor Day, you guys have a great, great weekend off, and we'll catch up with you next week." I'm like, "What? We don't need the day. We don't need that." Yeah, and and it really begs the question: Why are we meeting? If if and again. I'm not in any of the meetings where they discuss any of these. I, I only know what happens here at New Life. I don't know what happens to the other churches. I don't know the motivation. I'm sure there's some really good reasons. But on the surface, I look at that and I go, no, no, no. Because it's Labor Day, because it's Christmas, because mm-hmm. it's this, it's not a good enough reason to not have church. Because why we are there is to worship and honor our Heavenly Father for mm-hmm. the great, to share communion and remembrance of the sacrifice of our Savior. Mm-hmm. Coming to church has really nothing to do about me personally, has everything to do about the one who saved me. Mm-hmm. And it's a privilege and it's an honor. And so, yeah, I was, it's very, it still is very off-putting mm-hmm. that we would allow something like a holiday to interfere. And, and, and if the only reason is this very superficial reason, well, we, we don't have enough volunteers to make this work. 
It's too hard to get all the people together. We won't have enough people. To me, that is not a good enough reason to not have church. So I think there's there's alternatives you can do, like like what we're doing. Um, and it's not to because we're great or anything, but you know we're not just having one service Christmas weekend. We're having seven. We are services. having seven this year. You know we want to give people an opportunity to still come to one of the services if you're traveling or whatever. And uh, and some people are busy and having family and stuff like that this weekend and or that weekend. And so it it gives everybody an opportunity. So they're all identical. All seven of them, no matter which one you come to, they're all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, are their family services? So you're not sending your kids to New Life Kids, and uh, they're all going to be candlelight services. So even if you come on Sunday morning at ten o'clock, it's still going to be a candlelight service. And so that's what's exciting about it is that there's an opportunity to come Friday night, all day Saturday. We'll have services, and then one on Sunday morning. Yeah, and that in my mind is completely different. Than what some churches are doing. Yeah. Where they're like, well, we're just not going to have it. Well, Nobody's gonna, still, we're not going to have it. I think even this year, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of churches, they're having one Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and nothing on Sunday. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to knock it. I get that because I don't think that you have to go to church on Sunday. I mean, that's why we offer church on Saturday here. We have a lot of people who come to our Saturday night service and then they sleep in on Sunday. It's a really cool thing. But there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think just not having anything is kind of where I'm saying that's a little off-putting. Like, oh, you just have the weekend off. So, yeah. But no, seven services, two on on Friday, four on Saturday, and one on Sunday morning. Right. I'm just saying there's something about it that just... Even though we're offering all these other services, I and it's just a matter of opinion for me, I would struggle to just say, hey, we're going to do it Friday and Saturday, and you all stay home and enjoy Christmas and offer nothing on Sunday. I personally would struggle. I don't hold any judgment against anybody that feels differently, but um, man, I just feel like what an opportunity. Now, how many people are going to come on Sunday? We'll I, find out. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> there might be more staff than people. I don't know. But we'll let you know. I think it's going to be just fine. But but, but we are offering all. And we, and we have told people, just like you said, you pick the one that works best for you and, and let that be your service. And you shouldn't feel the pressure to come Sunday if you've come to one of the others. But, but we I, need you to serve. I think <laughs> I think for me, it's it's. None of that that we're talking about that our church is doing was taken lightly or decisions weren't made flippantly. We thought through all of this and provided a lot of opportunities. I'm talking about, oh, just some of those churches that are like, ah, Christmas is on a Sunday this year. We're not even going to try to have church. Mm -hmm. Hey, we'll catch up with you next time. Well, and if you're from one of those churches or have made those decisions and we are not informed, please contact us because I'd love to understand better if there's a great reason for for not and we just don't know. I mean, I don't want to be one of those people that... Are you suggesting that we might not know everything? <laughs> well, you might know everything, but... Are you, are you suggesting that somebody might have perspective that we've never thought I'd of that we should listen to? I'd love to hear their perspective. <laughs> That's where I'm coming from. I'm always interested to know like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know it that way. Like I didn't see it that way or I hadn't heard it that way. And so getting a different perspective, I think would be good. But I mean, I've taught, we have a lot of friends in ministry and we have a lot of friends who 
are going to have church and aren't going to have church on Sunday the 25th. So we have a lot of friends who are right, and we have a lot of (laughs) friends who are wrong. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, exactly. No, um, we have all of our services are listed at newlifenwa.com slash Christmas. So if you're interested in joining one of our seven Christmas Eve services, Christmas weekend services, check that website out because that's got more information. That's right. So it's going to be great no matter what. I um, I just, and I didn't mean to... And that's the weekend you're going to be talking about the cast of Christmas and talking specifically about how we fit into that's the right. cast. And I don't mean to get on my soapbox. I didn't mean to turn that into that. I'm just saying, personally... We're used to it. I would struggle not having church on a Sunday just because it was Christmas. But hey, no judgment here, even though it probably sounded like it just a little bit. But... <laughs> I just, I was just curious what you thought, you know, yeah. and kind of knew where you thought. That's kind of where I thought you were going to land. Well, we've been, we've been married, what, 20, almost 24 years. So I think we're 24 like-minded years. <laughs> 24 years with you has felt like 50. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Rude. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm totally it's joking. It's been the best 24 years of my life. It has been the best 24 years of your life, hasn't it? <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. All I'm saying is I think we're like-minded. We have a lot of discussions about stuff like this. So we're similar in how we probably think about that stuff. And so I remember the first time it came up, I'm like, what? This church isn't having church. And so we'll talk about it and we'll, you know, it's just one of those things that I think we're we're more on this side of it. And this is our perspective of it. And and we're not dogging the churches that aren't doing it. Well, maybe we are. Are we? (laughs) I don't mean to. I certainly don't mean to. I would never want to dog brothers and sisters in Christ. Just different of opinion on that thing. And hey, if you feel so led, email us. Tell us what you think. But you know what I get from this conversation? You know know what I get? What, What? That great minds think alike. Okay. Hey, before we're done here today, we are in the Christmas season and obviously we know that that means there's going to be movies that you probably watch this time of year that you don't watch any other time of the year, but at Christmas, this is the movie you watch. So I'm going to go around real quick. I want to know what is your favorite Christmas movie? So Abby, our fearless, wonderful producer, let me put you on the spot. What's your favorite Christmas movie? I have to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. It's not the Christmas season if I don't watch it at least once. Okay. But uh, I'm alone in that. My just... children. <laughs> You're saying not... your children kids don't love it? No, <laughs> not at all. They're like, this is boring. Uh, black and white movie. <laughs> um, so Elf is what. Okay, so Elf. All right. And I, I love it. Of course. <laughs> Kirsten, have we ever shown the boys It's a Wonderful Life? Have we done that? I'll be honest, Abby. <gasps> Oh, I'm kind of the same. Like, this is boring and slow. No, no. It's a Wonderful Life is an incredible movie. I know, you guys. I don't need. I don't need (laughs) to throw daggers at me. I'm not throwing daggers at you. I will fall asleep, and I promise you, no, because I fall asleep (laughs) on my favorite movie. So, like, my, you know how my my boy. I've talked about this. My boys are like, hey, you want to watch this movie? When was it made? Yep, they want to know the, the year. And the second they find out it was made, when? 1940, when, 50, when was that movie well, made? Well, he had come back from World War II. So oh, you want to know something? Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, um, the actor, his name was... Um, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. 
I read, and I don't know if this is true, because, of course, you can believe everything you read on the internet. Of but course. I read an article. It's <laughs> one of my favorite that, <laughs> that he filmed. That was the first movie he made after he came back from World yeah. War II. Okay. And, and some of what he was involved with was very traumatic over mm-hmm. there. And there's this moment on the bridge when he's thinking about taking his life. And I've read... You just ruined it for everyone who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, you know it's what? If they haven't seen it in a wonderful <laughs> life, it's on them. And and he wasn't really acting at that moment. He was tapping into some feelings oh. that he was having after the war and people he lost over there and some of that. Anyway, so it was that moment on the bridge when he's contemplating suicide. And I've read that was really not acting. That was really him and wow. how he was feeling. He didn't have to search hard to find that part. Anyway, you're right, though. It's, it's an incredible movie. It's it a is. one. It makes me want to see it. Uh, should we force the children? <laughs> I, if we put a bunch of pizza in Kirsten front of them, they'll sit there for a while. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. I think it'd be good for us to have our children watch it. But I, I posted on social media, what, last week that when a movie comes on, I find time to get on Amazon and start shopping. And so I'm like, let's watch it. I'll do some more shopping. Isn't that bad? Hey, that's quality family time. At least, at least you're in the room, I guess. Okay. So Abby, it's, it's a wonderful life and your backup is Elf. Elf, yes. All right. And Kirsten, what about you? Well, I was going to say the exact same one, which is not the first one you said, but the, but Elf and our boys did say the other day, Hey, when was this movie made? What year? And I was like, oh, it was only a couple of years ago. <laughs> but it was actually, I think we determined 19 years ago it was made. 2003 it came yeah, out. Yeah. Can you it believe was, that movie is almost 20 no. years old? Isn't that crazy? But our kids, who are a little bit older than Abby's kids, absolutely love it. We love it. And it's it timeless. Was, it was. It's the next It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. No, it's it's got so many one-liners that we just constantly use. We do quote that movie a, a lot. A lot. I bet you there's not. Bye, there, buddy. There, Hope there, you find your dad. There, there is not. That's true. We say that all the I time. I bet you we. I, Every time someone leaves the front door, we're like, "Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad." You know, I bet you there's not a day that goes by that we don't quote that movie. Probably. Every time we expose our boys to a movie, they're like, oh, that's where that line no, came how from. Many, how many times have you walked in the room and go, you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sit, sit on, on a throne, throne of lies. lies. <laughs> that's ginormous. Yes. Oh, my word. So many lines in that movie that we use on a regular basis. But oh my yeah, it's, it's one of those that our boys, it's easy to talk them into watching that. And it was very easy the other night that I could say, hey, instead of decorating right now, because I wasn't feeling well, and I'm like, Let, you guys want to watch Elf? Yeah. So <laughs> it was not too hard to convince them. Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay, what about yours? Well, well, the, the the greatest Christmas movie ever made for sure is Die Hard. Oh come no. on! That's not crazy. It is a Christmas. They, uh, they 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 had to like go out into the world and take a poll. Can this be a Christmas movie? And people were like, yeah, yeah, that's no, a Christmas no. It movie. is. It has it has been officially named a Christmas Who movie. Who officially names it? They did. Who's they? They are. <laughs> I do not know if you can say they named it a Christmas movie and make that official. 
it's on some list. Okay, so in all I, okay, in all seriousness. So it's all seriousness. I think probably one of my I don't know there's several, but this one's really up there high on the top of the list. A Christmas story. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. That's a great one. That's the one I've never seen. <gasps> Whoa. Abby. What? With Ralphie? Oh. Never. Are you, uh, Ab- what? I know. I, I'm speechless. I know. I thought maybe this year will be the year that I finally watch it, but I have never. Uh, I no, 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 no. I have never met somebody who has never seen this right movie. Here? Are you kidding I'm me? I'm not Real. kidding. Okay, nope. set it I up. Set it up. Lines from it, but I don't. Okay, never... we're gonna have Ab and her boys over before Christmas <laughs> Day. We're watching this together. I'm it, like dumb. I am speechless. Never. How in the world is I've I've never. You're a unicorn. I've never <laughs> met any. I didn't know you existed. You've never seen a Christmas story. Are Seriously. there are there others out there? No. Are there others? No, out there can't there be. Never seen. There can't be. Well, Elf. It's a Wonderful Life. And the Christmas story. If you haven't seen any of those, uh, we want to hear from you because that is you. you, you we you, want to bring you, you in. You, yeah, that is like odd. We, we want to. We want to capture you, and we want to study you. Wanna now that's study. quoting something else that I will not talk about on this. We want to. Well, okay. Our goal now during this Christmas season is to make sure that Abby and her family gets to see a Christmas story. A Christmas story. That that is that's that one's and they just made they just like released a sequel this year and I I heard it was dumb. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sure. I haven't been hearing great things about it. But I think it's only on a specialty channel. But will I watch it? Yes, I will. Oh Uh, my. So, so a Christmas stories, and that goes back to my childhood. I watched that oh, every yeah. year, and and for those who don't know, I think they still do like on TBS or TNT a twenty four hour marathon. They just oh, yeah. play it back to back. Love that movie. Uh, I, I, I'm looking, I don't know how it happened. How is this even possible? Do you know, know I preached a sermon one time on that. Movie. I did a couple years ago. Yeah. I did a Christmas at the movie series and yeah. a Christmas story. Yep. Was one of those movies. And, and I remember, uh, yeah, we gave away a, a Red a Rider BB, BB gun. Yeah. Absolutely. In church. We gave away a gun in church. <laughs> BB um, gun. A BB gun. But it was still a gun. Um, it's Arkansas. Uh, so I love it. <laughs> and of course, I love it. You Elf. can't get away with that like in Illinois or I, something. I, but in Arkansas, oh, you gave, oh, yeah. gave away a gun. Oh, Elf is sense. a given. And, and I'm surprised neither one of you said Home Alone. Oh, my boys love that movie, and they were, they were shocked when I said I was nine years old when this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that old. Oh, I can't believe it's in color. Yeah. How'd you guys say. grow up in a black and white world? That's what my kids say all the time. Dad, what was it like when everything was black and white? Like, what? How old do you think I am? All right. Well, hey, um, I'm sure we all have our great, uh, great uh, ideas on Christmas movies. That's just some of ours. But, you know, we're entering to this entering to a very special time of the year. We love it. There's so many things to love about this season. But what really is on my heart and mind this year is this. The Messiah came once and that's what we celebrate. But are you ready for his second coming? That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the link for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under, Under the, the Hood. Hood, not a car show.